Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project, the holiday episodes, and Happy New Year to anyone who's tuning in. Today is January 1st. I'm your host, Marco Tempano. As I've said for the past 31 days, we our holiday episodes are a little peppier than our regular episodes. So we hope you are enjoying them and perhaps you're even finding sleep with them. And if you are, I'm grateful that you've listened and fallen asleep. In the meantime, I have a wonderful guest, one of my favorite people in all the world, and someone who the 1st of January has special meaning. Welcome to my sister-in-law, Becca Barker, back to the Insomnia Project. Hello, Marco, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, yeah. I also want to wish you a very happy birthday. Today's your birthday. Thank you. So are you considered a New Year's baby? Okay, so technically, no. Okay. I mean, I was born on January 1st. January 1st is my birthday. and um, But as the story goes, I was not the first baby to be born that day in that hospital or in that town. And um, so I didn't get the attention and the prizes and... Uh, everything that a New Year baby is supposed to get. I was like number two. I see. <laughs> and was this in Weymouth? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're so you're the... born in South Weymouth. Your yes. sister's born in South Weymouth. Yeah, the uh, South Shore Hospital. South Shore Hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. They, the South Shore Hospital really doesn't treat the second <laughs> baby born on New Year's. I mean, uh, they only have so many prizes. Sure, <laughs> sure. And have you lived with that sort of uh, hanging over your head? Uh, over the years. Yeah, let's talk about my trauma about being a New Year's baby. So there's that. Um, but also, uh, I, time to time over over the years, I have also been reminded that um, I was supposed to be born the oh. year before. Oh, in uh, the, the yeah. year prior in December. Yes, that's right, in December. And the problem with this for my mom okay. uh, was that um, I could not be claimed on her taxes for that year. I see. Because I was actually born in the new year. I see. I so see. F- all of this is to underscore how difficult I am, I guess, as a person. <laughs> I see. You know, you, you you would make a great write-off, I have to say. <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> No, here, listen, I'm born in December, and I know that mm-hmm. because my birthday is close to Christmas, it's often a difficult birthday for people to celebrate. But I have nothing on you because you're born on the first. What was that like growing up and having people, you know, trying to have birthday parties and whatnot? Um, I mean, I, when I was a kid, it was fine. Okay. Um, And I got to say a lot of that is is thanks to... Uh, my mom being like super attentive to making sure that I didn't feel 
you know, cheated of, of a proper birthday. And sure. so there were definitely years where and because New Year's is so close to the Christmas holidays, not unlike your birthday. Right. They're probably when I think about it, they're they're almost equidistant from actual Christmas. Right. Like you're. Yeah. I'm the before. 17th. So yeah. I'm five days away. 17. No, I'm, uh, I'm, no. I'm seven days away. Yeah, and New Year's Day is seven days away there in the other go. direction, so you get it completely, I think. Right. Um, and it may even be harder for you because it's the lead-up to the holidays and people are Christmas-focused. See, but I would argue because your birthday is on the 1st, everyone celebrated the day prior, and so you know y- your birthday gets taken or consumed by another celebration, whereas mine, sometimes you'll get people who are like, not quite ready for Christmas, and they'll be like, I'll come out and have a good time. Mm. But like, much like yourself, my mom really worked hard to make my birthday a birthday and have people over and make it and not have Christmassy things. One of the things that is my pet peeve is when people wrap gifts in holiday or Christmas paper for kids who are born around the holidays. I had an aunt or have an aunt who used to say, what do you want this year, a birthday present or Christmas present. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, in March, I'll ask you the same cool, thing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but a- apart from all that, what do you like to do for New Year's? Oh, um, oh, for New Year's itself. You know, the thing is, as I'm getting older and um, as you know, your nephew, my son, mm-hmm. his birthday is two days after mine. It's true. It's so true. So I, I haven't really given New Year's itself a lot of thought in the past few years because – by the time we get to the sort of tail end of the holidays, energy-wise, I'm kind of running on fumes. Sure, and, as we all are. Yeah, right? And so, uh, honestly, the last few years, I've kind of just skipped over my birthday and making mm-hmm. any kind of deal of it because I know, like, I've got my kid's birthday coming right. up. And he kind of suffers the same thing that I did in right. a sense where it's like the end of the holidays, nobody has energy anymore. It's really cold. Sure. You know, so I feel like I have to work a little extra harder to make his birthday special because beginning of January is just rough. What better parent could he possibly have than yourself to understand what the what a birthday so close to the holidays <laughs> is like for a child? Yeah. It's um I think one of my favorite birthdays was actually Weirdly enough, the year that I was in labor with him. Okay. Because I went into labor on New Year's Eve that year. Okay. And so I spent my birthday in labor. Um, and he was due on Christmas Day. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no. Danny was due on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, you know, predictably late, as, you know, a lot of babies are. And uh, so it didn't bother me that he was late. I was like, well... This just means I carry him around hands-free for a few more days. Sure. It's sure. fine. Take your time, kid. Um, and uh, But my doctor was a little peeved. Um, she showed up on Christmas Day ready for the baby to come out. And I was like, that's not how this works. Right. You're the doctor. Um, but anyhow, uh, I was in labor with him uh, New Year's Eve, all through New Year's Day, so my birthday, um, and then by the, the night time of my birthday at the end of the day was when we decided to finally go to the hospital. I see. And he um, and then I was in labor the whole next day, um, the second. And then um, they got so tired of waiting for me to pop this kid out that um, <laughs> that they kind of gave me a deadline. They're I like, see. if he's not crowning by midnight into January 3rd, we are doing a C-section. Right. And and you're good with deadlines. So. I'm really good with deadlines. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I know what I got to do. And um, he 
he crowned exactly at midnight. Okay. It was like I just made that postmark deadline for the grant or whatever. Fantastic. <laughs> and he was officially born at 10 past midnight. Oh, there you go. There you <laughs> so go. It took about 10 minutes for the rest of him to come out, I guess. But Well, that was your one of your highlight birthdays. That was definitely one of my favorite birthdays. Like, it's the weirdest thing to say that that's one of my favorite birthdays, but it's so special to me just because that was you know, my kid coming into the world. Sure, sure. And uh, when they gave me his birth certificate when we were checking out of the hospital, checking out, not, well, I don't know, whatever the term is. I, I like, it's not a hotel. But <laughs> when we were leaving the hospital, they gave me his birth certificate. They gave us, he was born in South Korea. So he has a Korean birth certificate and he has an English one. And the Korean one looks way more official. Like his English language birth certificate's like a piece of the hospital letterhead. And right. it's like, it looks so fake. But um, they put, you know, mother's age, um, 38. And I was like, I'm 37. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, I had a birthday during this. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my goodness. That's very funny. So I can't remember if that actually answers your question, but that was a highlight birthday. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Now, I remember celebrating, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was the holidays in Halifax. And I believe it was your birthday or the day after your birthday. And we had a wonderful brunch at your place. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. That was a few years ago. And I think much like myself, you and I appreciate a good brunch. Oh, yes. And one of the beautiful things about the holiday holidays is you have so many leftovers. And it doesn't even mean leftovers of meals, but you have so many breads and sweets and whatnot that can be incorporated into your brunch the next day or there's eggnog hanging around and it's yeah. after Christmas and that's one of my favorite things about the new year is just going through all those things you may have received as gifts or just finishing off those sweet treats. Oh yeah and getting really creative with what you can do with them. Mm -hmm. There's one year we um, every year my sister-in-law our sister-in-law Carrie her mom makes these amazing cherry pound cakes that she gives out to everybody right. for Christmas. And it's like impossible to finish them. And they're so rich and they're so dense. One year I cut up about half of it into cubes and I'm in, with eggnog. I made the most, you know, bananas, bonkers, uh, rich bread pudding Yum. with it. It oh was really goodness. good, but it was also totally killer. <laughs> cherry pound cake sounds amazing. Shout out to Judy. Judy. Is awesome. And to our sister-in-law, Carrie, who is also awesome. Absolutely. Though my, some might say less awesome than Judy. <gasps> I'm not saying who. <laughs> we'll see if Carrie listens to the episode because we'll know her response to that. No, we love Carrie very much. In fact, I emailed Carrie the other day about something that I'm sending for you. What? Yeah, stay tuned on that. No. Front. You you don't need to know more than that. I didn't even need to know that. Well, I just needed to 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 give her a proper <laughs> shout like, out. Yeah. I needed Dangle to a little thing there. I needed to okay. give Carrie a proper shout yeah. out. Um love Carrie. Uh so let me ask you this. What makes a, an ideal brunch for you? Oh gosh. Um I mean for me, food wise, my preference is always savory. Okay. Over sweet. I do not like sweet breakfasts very much. I see. I mean, I like I like fruit and you know, yogurt. That's as sweet as I go though. Like I don't I don't go for pancakes usually or stuff like that. I got it. So I'm very much like a I'm I'm more of like a Benny type of person or something that's savory. Coffee or tea? Absolutely, coffee always. What? Champagne or sparkling wine or straight whiskey? 
<laughs> I mean, if I had to choose, I might actually go for the whiskey. Okay. But, but um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really super drawn to boozy brunches. I see. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a super. I I I appreciate a really good cocktail. Um, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not. I I don't feel like I'm com- like I I don't feel compelled to have um, uh, alcohol at brunch. I guess, um, although it is it is lovely, and I don't judge anybody who does. No, sure, and yeah. and certainly you don't have issues having alcohol in the evening because you and I stayed up no. late last night no. drinking a variety of amados. We drank our way through Italy. Through Italy's botanicals. Had, it was awesome. So an amano for our dear listeners who might be saying, what are they talking about? And if you haven't experienced it, is a digestive after dinner alcohol that one would have that is very can be very bitter or medicinal tasting. So if you're familiar with the Jägermeister, that would be in the class of amados, even though amados, because it's the Italian word for bitter, represents the bitters from that region. And because Italy has very distinct regions, the botanicals in each region can inform the amato that's made in that region. Mm. And so while we weren't able to travel to Italy, Becca and I certainly traveled through the taste of bitter as we sampled the different amatos from different regions. I loved I loved that so much, by the way. That was so much fun. And just having like little little bits of each, like we didn't, it's not like, you know, guzzled back a, a ton. But I think this is also tied to my like preference for savory. Is like I love bitter things too. Like I love a really nice I, when I drink espresso, for example. Sure. I don't put anything in it, and I didn't know some people did. I always thought like adding sugar to your espresso was like a cheater move, but apparently not. No, uh, okay. I know lots of Italians who do it. It really depends on your personal taste. So some people actually have sugar in their espresso at certain times of the day when they mm. need that little extra sweetness, I guess. And some people like me will just put sugar in everything because wow. I've got a sweet tooth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. And you know what? Sometimes I even put a bit of salt in it. Salt? Yeah. Is that weird? That's weird. It's not weird. It's weird. It's weird. I'm going <laughs> to admit. Just say it. Well, one time, and, and I know uh, one particular friend of mine will appreciate this, Becca was telling me about a place near her home <laughs> that used to put hot sauce in the espresso. and Capers. Capers. It was capers. Yes. And I was like... This is impossible. And everybody was being polite around the table because they didn't want to say anything. But you're my sister-in-law, so <laughs> I feel like I can say just about anything to you and you won't take offense to it, at least, or at least you'll appreciate that it's coming from a place of love. But I was like, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> and everyone was trying to be really polite and they were kind of giving sideways glances of like, I'm not going to say anything, but that's really odd or weird. <laughs> but so tell me, you had this espresso with I capers did. in it. Yes, I did. I did. And I have to tell you, um, I was introduced to it by an Italian-Canadian, so that's all Listen, I'm saying there. let's take italian <laughs> out of this equation because I think our listeners who aren't of that extraction or who, who <laughs> don't even like coffee can agree that capers don't belong there. That I'm there. just weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was one of those sort of like, well, that sounds really odd and really terrible, but it's it's got to be on the menu for a reason. So I'm going to try it out. And I did. And it was just, yeah, it was a, it was called, it was called a ring of fire. Um, and it had two little capers just at the bottom of the, 
little Dixie cup of espresso. Dixie, and they're serving it in a Dixie cup. My goodness, it just it just gets worse. It just gets worse. <laughs> Look, you are looking for things to attack well, on this. Got, like there's there's a proper vessel for every beverage, and a yes. Dixie cup is only good if you're at the dentist and you have to swirl <laughs> some Listerine in your mouth prior or post uh, a well, work. Anyway, it was and and there was yeah a little bit of hot sauce in it and um, I was like this is the strangest thing ever but then I drank it and it left this really it really brought out that sort of weird minerally bitterness that you can have sometimes at the back of your mouth when you drink bile so, in other words it brought no. the bile out this is just it's 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 hurting and my soul I, li- to hear. I liked it and I didn't mean to like it but I liked it and you can't hate on somebody for liking something they like if it's not hurting anybody Marco. Okay. Well, listen, I don't have to agree with it (laughs) to each their own. I'm not going to make you drink it. Thank you, because (laughs) if you want to ruin my my January 1st, that's that's a great way to start doing it. Oh, Um, my goodness. You know, January 1st is also, at least here in in Canada, I've noticed a day where um, they, you know, the governor general or the mayor or somebody will have like a New Year's Day levy. I did not know this. Tell what? us, tell us. No, what do you mean? I, okay, I'm, so okay. I, I barely know about it, but a New Year's Day levy is like just kind of an open house. You know, you put out uh, appetizers or you know drinks or whatever, and it's kind of like a New Year's Day open house type of deal. Cool. Okay, and um, yeah, uh, it, where they, um, you know, it's in, and as a sort of open house thing, it's it's sort of an open invitation. So. Um, you just come in and you mingle and you hang out. And it's super – what I like about the idea of a levy is that it's meant to be pretty low-key. Awesome. Yeah. And so you don't have to um, – you know, it's not like a, a big New Year's – you know, a big deal New Year's Eve party where you want to make everything just so and blah, blah, blah. Like New Year's Day – the good thing about New Year's Day I'm coming to appreciate as I get older is that we're all just too tired. Right. And we can all just like forgive each other of not – being super prepared or having our house super clean or whatever and um, and just relax and enjoy each other. Right. Um, and so I'm trying to think about New Year's Day more like that uh, as I get older. And so New Year's Day levy is kind of the perfect container for that, right? That's, that's a pretty pretty great way to look at things, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, I th- and again, it's just because I'm getting older and more tired that I, 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 w- I want to feel like the world is on my side on that. <laughs> So I guess. Um, so a couple of years I did try to sort of have a New Year's Day levy type of low key, not really call it my birthday, but I knew I just wanted like the company of good people. So um, let me ask you this. Was the levy dry at your place on New Year's, on New Year's no, Day? Okay. No, because the thing I do is I, I stock up my your wares your, your, okay. for New Year's Eve anticipating something and then never really do anything. Right. And it doesn't occur to me to drink that much. So it is not dry. <laughs> well, I will put everything out on the counter and be like, please. Help yourself. <laughs> please help yourself. That's wonderful. I wonder if the governor general does that. I wonder. Just pop into <laughs> Just... the governor general's kitchen and I don't know. I don't know. But um, but I like that the concept of a levy mm-hmm. anyway. And I've, I've, I've only been to like one like official one years ago. But 
You can make it whatever you want. I, I think love this. I might have to have levies like the day after every event. It's yeah. the uh, Groundhog's Day levy. Come <laughs> on over and have some some casual drinks and, and bites to eat at yeah. my place. I love that. But, uh, for our listeners who are wondering, what is a governor general? Mm. The governor general is a official title given to the representative of the queen in Canada. And they perform uh, various important functions, including handing out the Order of Canada, which is my favorite thing to watch on television, which is the highest award a Canadian can be given by the government. Right. Yeah. 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 They um they have a lot of ceremony, but they also kind of weirdly have a lot of power in ways you don't expect yeah. sometimes. Like, oh, y- you want to dissolve or prorogue the parliament? That's... <laughs> That's a thing that they make the final call on. Right. So, but right. if you need a ribbon cut somewhere, yeah, they also totally. do that. It's like they have very little power, but when they have power, it's real extreme power. It's like really yeah. important power. It's like it's fascinating what they can do. I, I guess that is in line with sort of like representing the monarchy and Britain sure. as sort of like weird little powers and then extreme power. Yeah. Uh, okay. I wanted to ask this. Uh, and, and and I thought of something else, but let me ask this: because it's the first, do you make New Year's resolutions? I'm not asking you to uh, tell us ours, but do, or tell us yours. But do you make resolutions? I know a lot of people do. I I kind of don't because um, I also think of January first as a pretty arbitrary day too. Like really, sure. Like I don't know. I what I did last year for my birthday was actually something. I would like to keep doing on my birthday on on January 1st, and that is go out to the beach. I live in Nova Scotia. Right. And um, we have beaches all over the place, Mm -hmm. so we're very lucky that way. And last year, the weather was pretty nice, actually, on um, January 1st, and so I took my my son and my housemate, and we just sort of drove to the nearest shoreline and um, just sort of took in the salt air and the waves and stuff. And it's really nice looking at rocks on the beach because we have a lot of rocky beaches and thinking about how those rocks have been there for eons. Sure. They don't know it's January 1st. They don't care. And everything is iterative. Everything is a cycle. And, you know, we get right, right some philosophical about it. And right. um, the the rocks turn to sand and the salt gets in the air and then things come back to being rocks eventually. So it, January 1st kind of doesn't matter to me for resolutions. Um, I just try to check in on myself I guess resolution or objective wise in my life every every little while. Sure. So um, because I I really I I don't like falling into that trap of you know setting myself for all these these big things I'm gonna do or these ways I'm gonna change my bad behaviors and in this or that or the other and January first and then feel the pressure of that and then by February or March you have it fallen off a cliff where I'm just, oh, I guess I'm back to being my imperfect self. I guess I'll never change. Nah, just every every few weeks, just check in with yourself and be like, hmm, is this the kind of way I want to be living my life? Is this the way I want to be changing what I feel like I need to change about, you know, myself or what's around me? I love that. I love that. Although I will say, we don't know that the rocks don't know it's January 1st. For all we know, the rocks are like, today's January 1st, folks. Get, get it together. W- get, get it together. <laughs> we might have some random people coming to our beach. Stay, stay, stay wise. Um, I, I can't help but think of the rocks, though, all the time and be like, oh, yeah, it's a good reminder of time. I love rocks on beaches. I really do. Then you need to spend more time in Nova Scotia. I do, especially at the beaches. When, when I go to Nova Scotia, no one takes me to a beach. <gasps> 
I'm stuck going to lighthouses and citadels. Oh, and... you poor thing. That's terrible. <laughs> How hard that must be for you. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I get to walk around and enjoy the sights. and Looking at cute sailboats. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, when I was a child, I wanted to be a fisherman. So for me, Halifax holds a very special place in my heart because as a, as a child, that's where I thought all the fishermen in our country were, were Nova Scotia and Halifax. And They're whatnot. not? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, certain type of fisher people are in that part of Canada, without a doubt. Yeah. There's fisher people in our West Coast, for sure, and yeah. in the lakes in you know in in our part of Canada. There's mm-hmm. certainly fishers, and in the north, yeah, in yeah. northern waters, there's some great fishers as well, including indigenous fishers. So yeah. I want to represent all the fishers out there, and wish them a happy January first. Mm-hmm. They hold a special place in my heart, both now and when I was a child. Yeah. I mean, I, I kid about that because... Oh, I know you kid. It's, I... it's in our news all the time oh. about the, the fishing industry. It's just, it's such a big part of where we are that you start to feel like it's the only place where that happens. I love I love going to different areas of the country, in the U.S., in the world, and seeing what's important to that particular area because you yeah. see it on their news and you'll be like, oh, I didn't realize... Yeah. I didn't realize soccer was on every channel in Brazil. No wonder they have so many soccer stars after 22 channels of flipping of soccer. I was like, oh, I see I see what, what goes on here. Yeah, it gets really embedded in the culture. Yeah. Well, that's why I liked drinking all those Amaros with you last night was because all of it's so regionally specific. Right. Like the, the botanicals that create the flavors of that thing really represents a geographical place. Um and I love that attachment to the land in that way. I have this wonderful Nova Scotian rum that we need to take a hit of once this <laughs> once this episode is over <laughs> because it is so fantastic. And my friends Trevor and Dale, friends of the show, uh, got it for my birthday last year. Oh. And so we're just about done. Uh, the bottle, so it's lasted us a year. And I think it's called Fortress. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's called... Um, I was going to ask you what which kind it was because... We got a lot of good rum makers out there now. Yeah, and this one here is fantastic. So, with that, we're going to come to the end of this episode because we actually have to go for brunch. We have a brunch appointment. Whenever you're listening to this, you're going to be like, "What? We're recording this." We or- have brunch 24 hours a day, <laughs> just do. so you know. <laughs> we just go for brunch. My sister-in-law likes the savory. I like the sweet. We make a perfect team. And there's rum upstairs. We're going to enjoy. <laughs> uh, to all of you listening, I hope you have a peaceful joyous holiday and i hope your new year's brings much health love joy and of course sleep to you thank you becca for being a part of this most special day for you and for me and for our listeners thank you so much for having me again anytime we still have to finish you might listeners you might be like isn't that the voice who was talking about sea slugs and they gave us a three-parter but we were supposed to get the fourth part and we haven't got it it's still in my mind (laughs) It's coming, folks. You've waited seven years or six years, but part four will be coming. We'll do a recap and then do the part four of the new Bronx. The thing is, the sea slugs are really slow. They move really slow, so it's fine if it took several years. There you go. There you go. Well, moving fast or moving slow, we hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much.